and Barrels program has survived year number one. We are fired up right now, ready to roll right into 2023. So glad that you're here. I am Ryan Peter, Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me as usual. I am joined by my patriotic partner. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Man, can you believe we've done this for one full year? I really can't. I think we get a little bit better at it every single time. Now, granted, over the holidays here, we were kind of lacking some episodes and things like that. But, I mean, we're back for full force, ready to go after it every week, just like we did last year. Mm-hmm. Are you having fun doing it? I really am. I think it's, in fact, I think one of the benefits of it is it strengthens our marriage. <laughs> That's it. It is an unintended con- consequence. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think I asked you a few months. I'm like, do you feel like our marriage has gotten a lot stronger since we've started this? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you were like, oh, yeah. Oh, no question. Yeah, yeah, it's just something we we do together. And we can yeah. share with everybody and, and just have a good time. Yeah. And, you know, what you guys hear on this podcast is a lot of what Jess and I just talk about day to day downstairs mm-hmm. whenever we're watching TV, drinking coffee, doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's pretty neat. It's- I'm I'm looking forward to 2023 in this program. I really am. Cool. I think we're going to have fun. You know, and you can vouch for this. Whenever we have really good shows is whenever I put the most time into prep. <laughs> yes. And it just takes a while. It does. Like, how long did I just sit in the office to get together today's uh, stories? Probably two hours, two. There you go. Two and a half. So I had two and a half yeah. hours and two hours anyway yeah. in getting ready. And now we got to record it. So here comes right. another hour. And then, and then another hour of editing, maybe. I mean. Uh, that is one thing we are getting better at mm-hmm. is lots of times, guys, we don't edit hardly anything. The way you're hearing mm-hmm. it is exactly the way that we talk. Right. You know, it's not like, oh, you need to start over here. I need to start over there. Now, granted, there's a few times whenever I've tried to read something and I don't know my what comes out of my mouth. I just, I'm not comprehending it fast enough for whatever to spit it out. So I have to start over once in a while. But anyway, um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2023 in this podcast. Looking forward to another great year of farming. Mm-hmm. Um, watching Alden grow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've got, I, Cohen graduates in May. Yeah. I'll have a kid out of high school. Uh huh. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, boy, I'm getting old. Nah. You don't think so? Nah. No. Okay. Mm-mm. I you thought have... you were a lot younger whenever I met you just because of your energy. So, well, I, that... I think you've, I think he's going to keep you young. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so did everybody does this every year? It seems like I didn't. I purposely didn't. Do you have any New Year's uh, resolutions? So I've got a couple bouncing around in my head. (laughs) This is the 8th of January. (laughs) (laughs) Well, last year I became a morning person and I was pretty successful at that. Don't you, don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So I am no longer like the, oh, I'm going to stay in bed till nine o'clock or eight o'clock, which never happens. No, I would, I would sleep till seven, you know, most of the time, but I would sleep Anytime I could get a chance, I would just sleep in or whatever. But I've I've managed to get in kind of a routine, so I I hit my goal. So what's this year's goal? 
<laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on losing some extra pounds. Um, I don't have necessarily a, a, a goal to reach. I just want to get more fit and stuff. Yeah. Keep it solid, you know, try to anyway. <laughs> so, but I had this um, hip hop class in my head just yesterday. It came to me and I'm like, oh, I really like to dance. <laughs> hip hop class yeah i like i like to dance and i remember loving to dance when i was younger and i was on the cheerleading squad and stuff and i loved our routines okay and so i was thinking well maybe this year i'll just take a class on hip hop i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and then i could perform for you i guess (laughs) i don't know that i need a i would i would rather you take that class than the homeopathy ones oh yeah right (laughs) no if i can keep our family healthy then Oh, I would rather have that. <laughs> so I don't really have a New Year's resolution. Uh, I've, I've got some stuff I'd like to see happen on a personal level, but I'd, I'm not even going to state it anywhere just because I don't want to be held accountable. What was yours last year? <laughs> to lose a few pounds. <laughs> Remember? And? Went backwards. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's bad. I don't I'll tell you, you something I am doing, though. Um there at the beginning, of, at the very end of November, beginning of December, I signed up for the St. Jude 62-mile in December run. Mm-hmm. You know, we're basically through, basically run two miles a day. Yeah. Or walk or whatever. Yeah. Well, I got sick there, and I didn't end up. I mean, I, I was out so many days, it would have been just hell trying, especially with the holidays and everything. Yeah. Trying to trying to catch back up. So, on January 1st, I started that. Mm-hmm. So, granted, it's not December I'm just doing it to see if I can do it. So here we are. I've this is January the eighth, and I've ran fifteen miles. Fantastic. So I'm one mile behind. Well, because on the eighth, if you're doing two miles a day, you ought to be at sixteen. Oh. And I got busy last week hauling some grain and stuff like that, so yeah. I just didn't have time. You took a break, and my legs were really, really <laughs> sore. But Did we'll see. We'll see if that materializes. See if I can. Yeah. Pull that off. Well, I'm not holding you accountable, so. No. I mean, you you don't like to tell me what you're planning. You tell your friend, and you're like, don't tell my wife, because I don't want her to hold me accountable. That's exactly right. <laughs> that is exactly right. Which is whatever. I don't care. I'll be here. I'm here to support you no matter what you want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Have we gotten many emails or anything? We since have. We haven't yeah. been on here a whole lot. Yeah. So a big milestone that we reached was the year anniversary of the podcast. Yes. So that's a big deal. Um, and we, we had planned to get in here and do another one before Christmas or at, right after Christmas. And then it just didn't work out. Uh, and then we had New Year and we stayed home, which is awesome. I think those are the best New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New Year's uh, Eve, I didn't do anything. And mm-hmm. I, I I planned it that way. Yeah. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything. I just yeah. wanted to sit on my duff uh-huh. and watch college football playoffs. Yeah. So I got some small firecrackers for Alden and I. So we celebrated the New Year at nine o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I didn't get to sit on my duff and watch much football because I ended up working that day. Yeah, you were running. Yeah, you were running and kind of aggravated that you had to actually work. So I was aggravated (laughs) because for like a month, I just I just wanted all I wanted to do is Mm -hmm. just sit there and watch football. Yeah, and it didn't happen. Yeah, that's all right. We have that happen. So guess what I'm doing tomorrow night? What are you doing? Watching football. Okay, it's the national championship game. Is it? Yeah, TCU versus Georgia. Okay. So, as usual, yeah. any team in the Big Ten just shit their bed. I, that's what mm-hmm. they always do. Mm-hmm. Michigan and Ohio State both just really uh, didn't do good. I'm a big. I'm obviously I'm an Illinois Fighting Illini fan. You can hold that against me or not. I, I, I you got to root for somebody. 
Well, naturally, they're never going to make anything because they always suck, basically. So, therefore, I have to go to the next best thing, and that's their competition. Anybody in the Big Ten that's in a big game, I, I root for. And, damn, New Year's Eve, they just... I'm just going to say it, and I know we have listeners in Michigan. I don't know why, but I am just, I'm not a Jim Harbaugh fan. I'm Is just, this a coach? That's the coach. Okay. I think he's probably a really good guy, but I'm just not a fan. Just the way he coaches, the way he just, talks, what? He's, he, in my opinion, he hadn't done, he hasn't done Michigan for its traditions of a football oh. program well. Oh, God. Granted, he's had a couple decent years here back to back but i don't know i'm not gonna go down the sports path we okay. will talk about some sports this guy's named damar hamlin yeah okay got so some we're stuff gonna... to say about that okay wonderful but... let me uh start out with a prayer uh i don't think i did that the last few shows that we did so let me go ahead and do that um heavenly father holy one as we start this new year i pray for our voice to sound the gospel across nations and i thank you that we possess every fruit of the spirit and that people that we come in contact this year will see these fruits so that we can share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Good prayer. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So have we got many emails, though? You know, we have. I haven't read every single one of them. We do have some questions flooding in for Uppy if he does visit in February so that we can answer those or whenever yeah. he's here, we can ask those questions. We and, will definitely ask these questions. Answer. Yes. <laughs> you know, somebody had reached out to you and said that they were blown away that Australia, you know, Santa comes from the South Pole. Yeah, so. that was last night. I was talking to Mr. Ross Bassnett, the official petroleum geologist of the Bushels and Barrels program, and he said... uh he said, you know, he goes, I just never thought about it living in the Southern Hemisphere during Christmas. Uh-huh. And Santa comes from the South Pole. Mm-hmm. And that it's, you're just growing up and you live in your life. Christmas is always in the summer. Yeah. It just blows your mind. Yeah. But if that's all you know, that's all you know. Right. And, which is what we know is the North Pole. So. That's right. Yeah. We did get an email that I wanted to share. I got permission to share the entire email. Um, and I'm going to read it, so bear with me. I'm not the best reader out louder. But anyway, I want to share it because it was so encouraging to me. This this gentleman, his name is Ryan. And um, I'm going to read that if you don't mind. Go ahead. Okay. Bear with me, guys. Hello, Ryan and Jessica. I am a 17-year-old high school student listening from Colorado, but originally from Kansas, which I consider my home that I plan on moving back to. Flyover country will forever be home to me. I am a student pilot, and I own a small business doing summer landscaping. I recently founded a high school chapter of Turning Point USA, a conservative political action movement on high school and college campuses. I was presented with the opportunity to travel to Phoenix for their annual convention, America Fest. I am writing this on the final evening of the convention, and I have a new hope for our movement in saving our country. Nearly 11,000 people from all over the world, Italy, Canada, England, to name a few, of all different ages, but primarily 18 through 24, are attending. I have I had the privilege to listen to so many freedom-fighting rock stars, including Donald Trump Jr., Carrie Lake, Blake Masters, Tucker... Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, Kaylee McEnany, James O'Keefe, and countless more. I also had the privilege of personally meeting Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, Congresswoman-elect Harriet Higman, and Mike Lindell. I feel that most of us had a gut punch and lost 
of hope after the results in November. Which, side note, I did have a gut punch after Me too. <laughs> November. Okay. But after this weekend, I feel that our movement and battle against evil has only just begun. I was able to truly recalibrate my passion for the future of America. It is up to us, the future generations, to get involved with organizations such as Turning Point and change the tide of our country with the help of our Lord and Savior. It was reviving to see so many young conservatives that we have so many rising rock stars within the Republican Party. It gives me hope for the next 60, 60 to 70 years. After Carrie Lake's speech, I don't think I felt that amount of passion and energy in a room other than at a Trump rally. We might have a lot of work to do, but I see so much potential for our future. Merry Christmas, Ryan. I'm not going to share his last name, but um, that was just so encouraging. Whenever we got that email, that was a... It was just kind of like, this is a kid, you know, emailing yeah. us and listening to our show and um, just, <laughs> number a, a, one. A kid who cares. Yeah. And a kid that has fight. Yeah. Is not just going to roll over and let all these all these wrong things and evil and anti-capitalism, anti-freedom um, yeah. shit happen. He's yeah. doing something. He is. So he started that chapter in his high school, which I thought was super surprising that a high school allowed that to happen, which is fantastic. And it could be a private school. It could be a public school. It doesn't matter. He started it. He founded it in that, in that area. So that's wonderful. Um, and not only that, like he's, he's got the confidence and, um, faith to talk about his faith in a, in an email to people that he doesn't know. I mean, sure. And that speaks volumes to me. Right. And this is a kid. I mean, he's 17. Yeah. And so I think that that was so, I think that should be so encouraging to everybody. Um, because if, I mean, if he's got the encouragement for our future and positive outlook for our future, I think that means that we should, we should also, we get so bombarded with all of the information, all of the news, all of the advertisements, hashtag influencers everywhere um telling us what to buy you know what brands we should be wearing what what we should we should be doing on vacation you know just we're bombarded with information all the time how crappy our government is how you know just all kinds of information um and then we and I think that's why adults turn it off because it's easier just to go to our normal life and just say bleh I'm not going to I'm not going to deal yeah. with it I'm going to turn yeah. it off it stresses me out thinking about the future of our country and I'm just going to, I'm going to not even listen. <laughs> so um, that encouraged me because I was in a funk after November. Of, uh, like, I mean, like, any, ugh. yeah. Ugh. It, so. uh, now, granted, part of that is, uh, part of the funk is the fact that we legitimately lost some races. The other part of the funk is the fact that a lot of shenanigans once again got, got played with our elections again and, and stuff got stolen. That's just not right. Right. And, it, you know, it's just. It's easy to lose faith, but then you have somebody like this, it's easy to get some of it back. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you something that just happened this week, and it was all over the news, and I made a funny, uh, half-assed funny TikTok yeah. about it for those who actually knew what I was talking about. Uh, this this fight that the Republicans just went through for the speakership. What did you think about that? The holdout? The 20-member the 20 holdout, you mean? Yeah, so so in order to be Speaker of the House, it takes 218 votes. Yeah. You, of, of the entire House of Representatives, you have to get 218 votes. They can be Democrats. They can be Republicans. Generally, it's always a vote on party lines. Um, but Kevin McCarthy could not get 218 votes because 
people like me and 20 other people that are in Congress, they just said, we're not voting for, we're not voting for you. You're too establishment. You've done some things in your past that we don't care for as speaker as well. He's never been speaker. Well, as, as a representative. Okay. Yeah. And then speaking out loud. He held a leadership position. Yeah, he's he was the uh, House of Representatives minority leader. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the minority leader. Yeah, when the yeah. Republicans didn't, when Pelosi was Speaker of the House. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but he said some pretty like not America first things and kind of agreed with them. And then he wore the Ukrainian flag in his in his uh, coat pocket, you know, to stand for Ukraine instead of America. So a lot of Americans thought this guy doesn't represent us. No. So we went after Donald Trump during mm-hmm. the January sixth absolute bs bs mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. was yeah he, i mean he's done a lot of establishment type stuff i mean it's like you know you're looking kind of like a little oh, bit mitch mitch mcconnell in some areas in other areas not not so much but in some areas you know mm-hmm. and the 20 people that were pushing back against him was basically saying you know i think we got better candidates for this position than mccarthy just because mccarthy's been there I think he's been in the House of Representatives for like 12 years, maybe 14. I can't remember. He's okay. been there for a little bit. So, I mean, he's got a little bit of seniority and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we rule, we own it. Even though it's a slim majority, we own the U.S. House of Representatives. So, we get to set the rules on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And these 20 people who was holding out, not voting for him, wanted to put his ass to the fire mm-hmm. of... You want my vote? This is the way it's going to be. We're going to agree not- to this, and we're going to you're going to agree to this, and it's going to be on a piece of paper. And one of the best things I like that they brought up. Okay, well, at the very end, they said, "All right, now if we put you, if you get our vote to be speaker, only one of us has to bitch, and we can start the proceedings to have you removed and replaced." I like that. Mm-hmm. So, how many votes did it get to? Fifteen. What do you mean? Until he was actually elected or selected. At, 17. Voted in. Seven, yeah. No, it was 15. Was it 15? It was 15, yeah. Okay. So after like the 10th one, I was so tired of listening to the talking heads. Every single talking head said, we demand to know exactly who you're going to nominate. What is your plan? The GOP has zero plans. You don't have a plan. This is a, a disgrace to the GOP. It's it's a disgrace to all Republicans across the nation. You should be ashamed of yourself. It's unhiding. You should go ahead and bow down to whatever he says and vote for him so we can get on the roll. And I'm like, wait a second. Just wait a second. You're telling me, as in your perspective as a talking head, whether it be Fox News, whether it be Newsmax, whether it be talk show radio personalities, all these people are saying the exact same thing, which reminds me of the Mockingbird media, okay? Um I just thought that something else was happening in the background. And then I listened to a few interviews. I think I listened to Chip Roy's interview. And that interviewer was asking him, I want you to tell me what your plan is. Who is the next vote that's going to come up? And he's like, I don't have to tell you that. And we're not voting for McCarthy. And so then I heard um, Matt Gates, one of his interviews, and he had many, many interviews over the last few weeks. And um, he's like, I'm not voting for McCarthy. And then Lauren Boebert is like, 
roasted on Hannity's show. And I'm just like, and I told you this about Sean Hannity. Hannity's a dick. Well, I'm tired of him. I told you about this a long time ago because I used to listen to his radio show and I just got so tired of like listening to just talking points. That's, that's all he has. That's all it is. Well, whenever you listen to a Democrat side, they don't really necessarily have proof. They just have talking points. You know, when everybody was falling into the whole Fauci stuff, well, Dr. Fauci, he's the head of the blah, 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 and he knows what he's talking about. So that's what he said, so I'm going to follow him. I'm not going to do my own research. So that's kind of how I feel like Sean does. He just says all these talking points and he doesn't really back a whole lot of that. Anyway, so he's roasting her on live television and I'm like, this is a joke. And she, everything that she is saying is you're not going to pit, pit me against MAGA, the Make America Great Again agenda. You're not going to pit me against Donald Trump. And we have a plan. I don't have to tell you my plan, but we do have a plan and there is workings behind closed doors that you don't know about. I'm all about transparency. So that kind of was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. But at the same time, when I saw Mary Miller, who is an Illinois representative, and she's on that list of 20 people holding out. She is a rock star. I trust her. Yes. I trust her. I've had personal conversations with her. You've got her cell phone number. Yes. I've talked to her after harvest this year. I I trust her. Mm -hmm. I know when I saw her name on that list, I'm like, I have nothing to worry about. They are working behind the scenes. We don't hear anything. We are just hearing commentary from this media group all over the place. Yeah. They are giving commentary and they are saying, and you know what? I We mentioned Turning Point USA, which is Charlie Kirk's um, uh, organization. organization. Yeah. And I think that's a great organization. I am not bashing that, but I will tell you the fear mongering that he put out on Twitter. It's just like, this is the end of the, you know, a Republic and this is terrible for our party and blah, blah. I don't, I don't get into all that. I'm just like, right. wait just a minute. Just Wait. You're not elected, Charlie, so let's just wait to see what they say and just hold off for a second before you start bashing all these people. And what happened was exactly what our founding fathers wanted to happen. Exactly. If there is dissent, you have a chance to vent it Mm -hmm. and to make deals of this and that. You know... I, I'm a big fan of Mark Levin, huge fan of Mark Levin. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I mean, right now my second favorite is for for just radio talk shows is Dan Bongino. Mm-hmm. I like both those guys. Both those guys are, I mean, solid Americans. Mm-hmm. And he's but, got former military, which I which I really like his input on his. Oh perspective. yeah, he used to be in the Secret Service. Yeah, but you know, those two, their opinions of the situation differed completely. Mark Levin, I mean, he he never trashed necessarily anyone. He just kept saying, I can't figure out why these people won't just vote for McCarthy and let's get the ball rolling of all these investigations we need to do. We're wasting time mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. This is where Bongino's on the other side and he's saying he doesn't have the votes. And this is the way our founding, father in- founding fathers intended it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the votes. Either he's going to keep trying or he's going to have to step down and somebody else is going to have to get nominated. Yeah. And thrown and, and their asses get thrown up for the vote. Right. You know, and, and, and as we're going back and forth here and the, we had these holdouts, I heard numerous people who were scared that 
a few Republicans, Linguini spined liberals, yeah, the, with rhinos. The, Repub- the rhinos, yeah. or worse, like Fred Upton, uh-huh. afraid that they could get five or six or seven or ten of those people to defect from the Republican Party and vote for Hakeem Jeffries on the Democratic side because he's going to be their minority leader since, since you know, the Democrats are in the minority. Yeah. But defect, vote for Hakeem Jeffries, and you basically would have a majority-run House by Republicans with a Democratic Speaker, Speaker of the House. yeah, yeah. In which case, that means he gets to set some rules. But see, and that and that may have not even been a thing. That was just an option that could have happened. But listen, it's easy, it's easy to allow yourself to think that might happen because listen to all, listen to all these talking heads that said just vote for McCarthy and get it over with. Mm-hmm. It's the same fall in line bullshit that Mitch McConnell pulls right. on, on on people in primaries, right? And people in elections. Right. If you're not going to fall in line, yeah, I'm not going to support you. Mm-hmm. So they're just mm-hmm. wanting everybody to fall in line behind McCarthy. And I don't know what kind of speaker McCarthy's going to be. He's probably going to be a horrible speaker. We hope not. I hope not, too. with the accountability measures that are put in place that's here. That's going to help a little bit. Yeah. But he's probably going to be a horrible speaker. Mark Levin had a great point the other night whenever I was listening to him. He said, when is the last time the Republicans had a really good speaker of the House? And, you know, I, I stepped back and I thought, well, the last speaker the House Republicans had was... Uh, Oh, who's the dickhead from Wisconsin? Paul Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever we had the Senate, we yeah. had the House, and we had Donald Trump, and he was trying to push forward his America First agenda. But Paul Ryan was just, he was just a big female part. But think and about- he didn't he didn't want to back right. Trump on anything because supposedly this Russia collusion BS, which mm-hmm. is all fake, mm-hmm. was coming out, and he didn't want to associate with Trump. But think about how much has been exposed for Paul Ryan since then. I think that was that was one of the first major wake-ups of the swamp and like what we were really into because we were just kind of flying by when Trump was in office and things were kind of going our way. We really weren't paying attention to a whole lot of what Paul Ryan was saying when we should have been. Some people were still paying attention to it. But I mean, things were good. Things were good business-wise. Economy was doing great. They we could were have been rocking. a hell of a lot better. You're exactly right. But at that point, whenever Paul would not go and do all this stuff. It's like, okay, well, he's on the the Fox News board, and now we know why they don't do certain things because he's a part of that. And then i i the think biggest, I think that was I think that was the part of exposing a lot of the rhinos in the party in positions of power. That's my opinion. I I, I agree with that. The biggest thing that pissed me off about Paul Ryan, the biggest. <laughs> is we had the Senate, we had the House of Representatives, and we had Donald Trump in the White House, and he wanted, Donald Trump wanted to get rid of Obamacare completely. Yeah. Gut it. Make it no longer anything. And Paul Ryan wouldn't take it up and do it. Yeah. And I lost every single bit of of respect for that man that I could ever, I mean, that is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do it. So, I mean, so he, there's a speaker I didn't like before him, John Boehner. What a POS. That guy was nothing but a rhino. And then before that, you know, I really can't remember mm-hmm. too many before that. I mean, you go back to 1994, Newt Gingrich. I, I was pretty yeah. young then. I don't, I can't, I can't ascertain whether or not Newt was, Newt was really good or not. I, I don't know. I mean, him and Rush Limbaugh were credited with uh, winning the house in 94 but I, I i was too little i don't remember anything about that yeah yeah i 
I don't know. I have hope. I hate it whenever <laughs> I say I hate it. I really just ugh, don't like the whole um, fear mongering over, well, we're never going to get anything done anyway, so there's no point in, in doing anything. I, I get that. That wears me out. Uh, I told you the other day that I was full of hopium, and I think that we're at a, I, and I may have said this before, <laughs> we may be at a tipping point where this has not happened. What did the news make of it? We haven't had two names on a ballot, uh, on a ballot for speaker in over 100 years, and this has this is unprecedented, you know, one of the overused words. They tried the to make it years. like it was all chaos, and it wasn't. Yeah, exactly, and they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly when people were going to start folding, and they knew what they wanted to negotiate with McCarthy to make sure that they they because every single one of these people these 20 holdouts continually said consistently said we are here representing our constituents that's right period that's right and that's what they're doing and guess who the constituents are that's Me and us you. that's us yeah so I, it is so annoying when you've got all of this noise out there and it's like, you've got to peel back the the layers of the onion and realize that these people are just giving their opinions and their opinions are just their opinions. Everybody has one. Yeah. They don't have any skin in the game. Yeah. They're just talking heads. Exactly. Yeah. So that, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of glad the way it turned out because it, it, it forced McCarthy who I, I don't think is going to be very good, but he might surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, it forced him to put some stuff on paper, mm-hmm. on paper. So that way, whenever he doesn't do something and it's brought to his attention, he can't go, well, I, I never said that. No, it's written down now, buddy. Yeah. It's written down. This is what we demand. Yeah. Now, there were also some reports, and if they're true, it's absolute BS, but there were some reports of, of three or four of these 20 basically uh, approached McCarthy and said, we will vote for you, but in order for you to get my vote, you are going to place me on such and such committee, or I will be, I will vote for you. If you make me the chair of such and such committees, that's blackmail. That's bribery. I don't, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And that's BS, especially whoever this representative is down in Tennessee, who is a freshman. He's never sat in Congress yet. And he thinks he can just walk in there, strong arm, somebody for a vote for the speaker and instantly be on a committee i don't like that see and i look at that as just a rumor i feel like well, if, if it's a rumor it's what it is because i look at you and i say okay let's just hypothetically say ryan peter was elected to congress and he is you know he's made some great contacts there he's got a lot of people in his corner he's you know he's supported by this entire region and then you go in there and me as your wife, knowing your leader and your leadership potential, like I know what you would go in there and do and you would say, no, this is BS. You more than likely would be with these 20 people. Yeah. And you would say, I, I just feel like somebody would come and attack you because of your lack of experience in Congress. When here we are just two Plano Jano farmers sitting, sitting on the farm, you know, and you know, you wouldn't be able to strong arm anybody in Congress. I wouldn't even try. But somebody would try to start just crap with you just because you're a freshman. Like, that's my viewpoint on it. Me knowing you and the way that you lead and the way that you 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 act and stuff like, and I'm not trying to like say, oh, you're, ugh, but you're, you're alpha male, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But somebody could attack, excuse me, attack that in a, in a negative light. And I feel like maybe this guy in Tennessee got this. No, he's this not being of- attacked because he's a freshman. 
he's being attacked because he's trying to because strong, supposedly, strong arm. Supposedly strong arm. We weren't in the room. No, but what, what I'm, I'm saying is if it's a, maybe it is a rumor, but if it's not, it's bullshit that I, happened. I agree with that. That's all I'm saying. I agree with that. But I'm just saying it could very likely be someone who is elected like you and you're just you're just a holdout and they're just trying to attack every little bitty thing and just being a freshman saying that you're strong arming is a way to is a way to do that and maybe that's what happened to him because we're not sitting there on the floor we are not standing on the no, floor we don't there. know what's going on we in the have, back rooms being talked about you're we, exactly right we have no idea yeah so if it's coming from you know someone like sean hannity i'm not going to listen to that and take that as truth i'm just not i have zero faith in our media <laughs> I don't have very much. Man, Twitter's getting better, though. It is. I am seeing so much information on Twitter from so many different angles and so many different viewpoints. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, now there's still plenty of junk on it. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But it's, it's a place where you can now go and see and find, if you want to even look for it, all sides of basically all stories. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, well, I grabbed a Twitter account. After Elon took over and then they started reinstating accounts, I I grabbed one and I get on there probably more than I get on Telegram or I would say about the same, you know, and I do my late night readings. Yeah. <laughs> Those a two. lot of my show prep comes from Twitter, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, I think that's the fastest way to get the information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can easily fact check it on your own just by opening a few articles and, and double checking some things. But um that's the only reason, but yeah, it is a it is a great platform. I will say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, back to, to finish up this House Speaker uh, discussion here. Mm-hmm. Mike Burkhart texts me. He's like, "Man, because he, these Republicans, they can't even they can't even get a speaker elected." And I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but I've definitely said it to you, Jessica. Um, Republicans are divided big time because I don't like half of them. We're not unified like the Democrats. The Democrats always just fall in line. Yeah, you'll have your Joe Mansions or Kirsten Cinemas or whatever. You know, they'll they'll stray off the path a little bit, but they're jerked right back. And I'm to the point where like I'm not going to be jerked right back anymore. I'm done with it. You put up another John McCain, I'm not going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. A Mitt Romney, I'm not going to vote for him. Chris Christie, Mike Pence, I'm not voting for him. Yeah. I will just I, I will either not vote or I will find the libertarian candidate mm, mm-hmm. and vote for him mm-hmm. or her. Yeah. I'm just, I am done with it. But that's the divide. And these 20 people, even though it's only 20 out of the entire House of Representatives, these 20 people, in my opinion, were standing up for a lot of what I believe in. Right. And a lot of the same stuff, you know, they basically made it with the new rules and the agreements they, would, they made with McCarthy. This stupid-ass omnibus that uh-huh, got passed, uh-huh. $1.7 trillion of money that we flat-ass don't have. Right. They made it, so that cannot happen again. hmm You know? So th- that's a good thing. Now, granted, it's only for the next two years. We lose in 24. Democrats take back over. They could ex all these rules and go right back to the old, you know, yeah. the old playing field. But anyway, they stood up for something. I 100% appreciate it. And... Do I like McCarthy? Not really. But we'll see what happens. But you have to start from somewhere. You do. That's you my do. that's my argument. You have to start from somewhere. And it, you know, courage can be contagious. I really think so. Absolutely. And when you have like talking heads like Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram going out and saying, you know, this this looks this makes us look stupid. No, you it look doesn't. stupid. Makes you us look, look stupid. strong. Exactly. 
It makes us look strong. I couldn't disagree more with Sean Hannity mm-hmm. and Laura Ingram whenever they say this is making us look stupid. You know, yeah. Sean Hannity made himself look pretty stupid here in the past week or a couple weeks whenever he said that the 2020 uh, election was 100% legit and on up, the up and up. On the up and up, yeah. Dude, who the hell do you think you're fooling? Tell <laughs> is that straight out of Paul Ryan's mouth? It has to be. Since he sits on the board of Fox. I mean, my dad, I don't think hardly ever watches Fox. And my dad is a rock rib conservative just like I am. And he's like to the point where obviously I'm sure he would agree. There are some good personalities on there, Sure, but overall done with them. Yeah. Hell, we've been watching Newsmax lately. I can't guarantee you they're perfect, but they're better than Fox. Yeah. They're a little bit more right leaning than Fox. Absolutely. They got some, they got some great personalities over there, Mm -hmm. but anyway, you want me to keep going with some news here? Absolutely. (laughs) Since we're talking about the house and I mentioned Hakeem Jeffries. Sure. From justthenews.com, headline, we're not going to move on. Hakeem Jeffries co-sponsors slavery reparations bill. Do you know what slavery, slavery reparations are? Yes. What do you think about them? I don't think about them. I don't because it's dumb. Because you and I, our our grandparents and the people that are younger than us, we don't have anything to do with any of this. Right. We, and the, but the slavery the slavery reparations basically is the giving of money to black people because their ancestors were slaves. Here's what I have to say about reparations. Go ahead. If we as white people, because they're saying that white people owe black people money, right? Yes. Period. That's bottom line. Right. That's what it comes down to. If we as white people owe them money, then we as white people should be fighting for the jobs that we weren't allowed to have because of affirmative actions listed in the Civil Rights Act. Ooh, that's a good point. That's that's my honest opinion. Yeah. Because when I was offered a job at a university, SIU. I was told... <laughs> Point blank, I'm sorry, but if somebody comes in here of color or of minority descent of some sort of something other, because I'm a basic white bee, I don't get the job just because of that person is applying and they're of color, period. No other reason. I could be more qualified. Not based on merit Not based on experience. I could be more qualified. I could be more educated. Does not matter. But just because of the melanin level in in somebody else's skin is the reason you might not get a job. Yes, what a bunch of horse, you know what? Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. All right. In the story, Democratic Representative Hakeem Jeffries, the potential House Democratic leader, which I think he is now, who has been endorsed by outgoing Speaker Nancy Pelosi, is a co-sponsor of the Slavery Reparations Study Legislation currently pending in the House. The bill would establish a 13-member commission to, quote, examine slavery and discrimination in the colonies in the United States from 1619 to the present and recommend appropriate remedies, end quote. The United States declared its independence from Great Britain in 1776. Jeffries suggests that Congress, okay, listen to this, pull quote of the entire article. Jeffries suggested that Congress follow South Africa's lead on reparations. In 2003, the South African government paid $4,600 in restitution to victims of slavery. So, if we're going to follow that lead, as Hakeem says, 
I guess every black person in America is going to get $4,600. You know, a question I have, why 4600 yeah. Where'd that number come from? I mean, if it was only 1000 does that mean we're not as sorry? Or maybe we should make it 10000 to really show them how sorry we are. And then the other thing I wonder, is this just a one-time payment? I mean... Is this a monthly payment? Well, if it's total, is it just a one-time payment? Or, or are we going to pay them this in 20 years have to revisit it because well i mean they were still slaves so we need to issue more money you know would a black millionaire be entitled to as much that money as well or will this be based on you know socioeconomic status of the subject hmm. you know will lebron james be able to get four thousand six hundred dollars he's a black millionaire it's just bs i mean mm -hmm. this reparations is just like this all this diversity training all it's going to do is divide us more right it doesn't bring you together right you know yeah anything that says diversity inclusion and equity i'm just roll my eyes at right because it's just nothing but a woke agenda and we're just <laughs> being pushed down to capitalism yes and employment law and we're just generations <laughs> we're so many generations past all this absolutely I, I would mm -hmm. i would bet you that you would be hard pressed to find one African American who even knew of a slave personally, like that, had a personal relationship could, with them, that they could track their lineage back to mm -hmm. the early eighteen hundreds, mm. early to mid eighteen hundreds, up to the Revolutionary War, and say, "Yeah, that was my great 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 grandpa theodore and he was a slave on this plantation in south carolina i bet you there's so few of people that could even do that mm -hmm. and what about the what about the people that's immigrated to america legally since the revolution or uh civil war i think i said revolutionary war a minute ago i didn't mean to but what about the people that's migrated here of color since the the, the uh, civil war would they be, would well, they do, be do they get forty six hundred dollars mm. You know, in California, they've proposed, um, or there's rumblings of proposing a million dollars for each black person um, in California. Really? A million dollars? A million dollars, yeah. We're just going to give everybody, you well, know. Well, if Leah Thomas can be a boy, I can be black, and I will move to California for one year to get that million dollars. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how stupid is this? Oh. And what does it, it doesn't make any sense. And like we have the Civil Rights Act to to protect them, and then and then you know that like I'm the minority applying for it. How do you compete with with the federal law? <laughs> How do you compete with that? How is that not discriminatory against me? I don't know. As this basic white chick, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. You know, I don't know. So next story from the dailyskeptic.com. <laughs> the daily skeptic. That's what it's called. Is this legit? <laughs> I, I look, I mean, it's Is a it story. <laughs> no, I don't think it. No, it's not satire. I know that because I found this story on more than one uh, website. But after I read it, you will know why I had to go find it at daily skeptic and not Fox news. Okay. Not CNN, not the New York times. Okay. Headline 1200 scientists and professionals declare there is no climate emergency. What? 1,200 scientists and professionals declare there is no climate emergency. Well, that's a start. The political <laughs> fiction that humans cause most or all climate change is the claim that the science behind this notion, notion is settled has been dealt a savage blow by the publication of a world of, of a world climate declaration. So that's, that's the, that's the, the 
the uh, publication. Okay. World Climate Declaration. Oh, boy. Signed by over 1,100 scientists and professionals, there is no climate emergency, say the authors, who are drawn from across the world and led by the Norwegian physics Nobel Prize laureate professor Ivar Giver. Hmm. Climate science is said to have degenerated into a discussion based on beliefs and not on sound, self-critical science. Boy, that's familiar. Hmm. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. What does that remind you of? Not based it's based on beliefs, not on self-critical science. Well, I mean everything I, we were told about COVID. Yeah, the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Specifically. Yeah. In recent history. Yeah. <laughs> the WCD went on to say, uh, to believe in the outcome of a climate model is to believe what the model makers have put in. I've said this forever. Who cares what a model says? A model is only good as the information you give it. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the models of, of projected death for COVID and how off they were. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the same thing with climate. But anyway, climate models are now central to today's climate discussion, and the scientists see this as a problem. We should free ourselves from the naive belief in immature climate models, says the WCD. In future, climate research must give significantly more emphasis to empirical science data so you know what i think we should do as adults is make sure that we understand this article and understand what is in that journal and be bold enough to say whenever our family members are talking about just be bold enough to say you know what blurt it out (laughs) yeah this isn't it's not a real thing anymore i'm not making this up i'm reading it straight it's not a real thing yeah straight from this publication Mm mm-hmm They blow up the effect of greenhouse gases such as carbon dioxide, but ignore any beneficial effects. CO2 is not a pollutant, it says. It is essential to all life on Earth. Photosynthesis is a blessing. More CO2 is beneficial for nature. Greening the Earth, additional CO2 in the air has promoted growth in global plant biomass. It is also good for agriculture, increasing the yield of crops worldwide. So there you go. I, mm. I, I've never believed in man. I believe in climate change. Yeah. I totally believe in it. I don't believe in man-made anything. Right. Nothing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you mentioned crops just then. Yeah. Um, I was asked a question by my friend Holly. <laughs> she wants to know if you use cover crops. No. Well, technically, yes. Oh. But okay. it's not called a cover crop. Oh, okay. It's just a crop. It's called wheat. Winter wheat is you use that as a cover crop. Yeah, okay. and I harvested. And why don't you do cover crops such as rye? Rye okay. and tillage radishes and things like that. Number one, they're really expensive. Okay. Number two, a lot of those have to be seeded before I even have my fall crop out of the field. Oh. And I've seen airplanes dropping cover crops like into standing corn so they try to get established. Yeah. I never saw anybody that had very good luck doing that. Okay. But they're expensive. Okay. They're expensive, and all you're going to do is turn around in April and kill it all. Yeah. I mean. You get no benefit out of it. Kill it all. I mean. Maybe some nutrients back in the soil. That's what they say. It's bullshit. I think it's it's all bullshit. Yeah. Would your other farm friends agree with you? Some of them would. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. That's very, a pretty bold statement. Like, I, I don't BS. know. Well, I mean. <laughs> Especially for a salesman. Okay. That you, might. Just, you just said rye. Yeah. I, I know people who plant rye in the fall one of them my good buddy okay and i don't think he's stupid for doing it he's planted on hills where over the winter you might get some big bad rain and and 
It helps Wash hold out. your soil. Okay. So I get that. That's perfectly fine. I just don't do rye. I do wheat. And then I harvest it in, in June. You know? Okay. So he does rye. It gets about head high. He kills it. And he plants beans in it. Mm. He says that he can raise better beans behind rye. I, or, or raise really good beans. I don't yeah. know about better. but yeah. And I don't know anything about his farm. For my farm... I'm on just. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Huh. It's like, <laughs> this seed's expensive just to plant and kill. Okay. You know. She she made a note that it was um, an actual article in the paper newspaper she was reading, <laughs> so she took a couple pictures and sent it to me, and yeah. and then wanted me to ask you. And I said, you know what? I'll ask him next time we have a show. So. I can tell you right now, the people yeah. that really, really, really like climate change and believe in it and think that that man made everything is destroying everything, mm-hmm. they really like cover crops. They that do. Al- that alone makes me not like it. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, guilt by association. Okay. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. All right. <laughs> From the dailycaller.com, Europeans resort to desperate measures to find heat amid energy crisis. Remember talking we about did. this? Yes. They, before winter even started. Yes, because of prices were going up. And they weren't going to be able to afford to heat their homes. And then the Russian... And then the Russia pipe, is, yeah. is cutting off supplies of natural gas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And look what's happened. We predicted this. Okay. Just in our stupid little podcast. Yeah. European countries are looking to recycle the heat generated by data centers to warm homes. The latest in a series of measures to find heat amid an ongoing energy crisis, the Wall Street Journal reported Thursday. Did you just hear that? The heat... That is generated by data centers. So I guess you have like Facebook's got them, Amazon's got them. These they're basically buildings that just have nothing but huge servers, servers. in them, and they like give, acres on acres on acres, and they give off a massive amount of heat, and it's generally just let out in the atmosphere. Well, now they're trying to figure out how to turn that heat into heat energy. Yeah, well, I mean, turn it into heat for people's homes. And I can't remember, I didn't print off this whole article, but there was some place over in Europe that I think in 2020, Facebook did it successfully. And it heated like one of their data centers heated like 11,000 homes. Oh, wow. You know what? If you can do that feasibly, economically, and it doesn't take a bunch of subsidy, government subsidies to do it, I'm all for that. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, because if it's heat, that's just going to go out in the air. Might as well. Might as well. And I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know how they're getting that heat from inside those places mm-hmm. to these homes. I don't know if it's heat boiling water and then it's going through pipes to these homes to heat them. I don't have any idea. But anyway, so that's that's one way they're trying to come up with heat mm-hmm. for these homes. Thing is, is that's going to require some infrastructure. I don't see that happening. I don't see this this particular thing helping this winter. Right. You know? As Russia continues to cut natural gas deliveries to the EU, Germans have also purchased candles and space heaters at record levels to keep energy costs down at the behest of the government. Candles. Can you be can you just imagine being so desperate for heat you got a damn candle well do you think that they're trying to conserve their inner energy and they're using candles for light so that they can afford maybe No, I don't think they're using it for you, light. I think you it's don't heat. Think? Well the I mean, to me, that doesn't make any sense. I'm thinking about being The headline of the story is Europeans resort to mm. desperate measures to find heat. Pretty desperate. That's very desperate. Yeah. Maybe they're building bonfires in their living rooms. That wouldn't, I mean, that well, would be kind of a, would that, that, that would give be Give me burning. a second. Okay. Sorry. 
Okay. I like this line right here. <laughs> Coal usage has increased worldwide in response to the soaring price of natural gas with Germany, Austria, and the Netherlands restarting or reducing restrictions on the use of coal-fired power plants. Isn't reducing that funny? restrictions. Isn't that funny? Mm. Yeah. What about climate change, guys? Did this, did this coal suddenly get, quote-unquote, cleaner? Green. <laughs> and greener? I mean... And then this is the this is the one that just baffles me. The controversial practice of logging and burning wood. What? It's controversial <laughs> now. Like controversial now. I don't, I don't say words that rhyme with buck on here. But what the <laughs> buck is controversial about logging and burning wood? Oh, okay. The controversial practice of logging and this is not over with. It gets even better. The controversial practice of logging and burning wood, which the EU considers to be its largest renewable resource, has also intensified this year. Despite significant backlash from scientists and activists who dispute its categorization as a renewable energy source. So you have some scientists and activists that's trying to convince us that wood is not renewable. Huh? <laughs> Last time I checked, you could go plant a tree anywhere. Right. And if you just give her some time, you'll have a pretty you're big probably tree. Be able to heat your house for a while on it. Yeah. But what? <laughs> How silly is that? They're fighting burning mm. wood. How do you think all these people stayed warm 150 years ago? Their homes right. all burning, had a fireplace. Wood. Yeah. In the middle of their home. Every damn one of them mm-hmm. had a fireplace. Mm-hmm. They were burning wood. Yep. yep. I just, hmm. I don't know. Okay. And, and this is this has happened. This, so I read this story. This is all happening while there's places in America here a couple weeks ago during Christmas just suffering rolling blackouts. Yeah. You know, when temps were below zero for most of the central U.S. You know, I used to be blackouts only happened in the summer, right? Yes. Because it's just all those air conditioners running and just a real burden on our electric system. But now it's going to happen not only during extreme heat, it's going to happen in extreme cold. You know, this shit never used to happen. This shit, 20 years ago, there was no talk about rolling blackouts because they didn't happen because we had an energy grid that could produce the energy that we need to supply everybody with enough air conditioning power, to supply everybody with enough heat power. And then I go out and I have to read freaking articles about people on Christmas night in the central U.S. that was resorting to sitting in their car to stay warm because of the rolling blackouts. How funny is that, though? And 20 and 30 years ago, they probably didn't have all these coal plants shut down. True. True. Yeah, they're shutting coal, they're shutting down coal plants left and right, and then they're building all these damn solar things and all these damn windmills that just mm-hmm. can't keep up. I mean, yeah. Do you remember what the weather was whenever it was like negative fifteen the other night? Yeah, cloudy. Yeah, cloudy. Mm-hmm. Your solar panels ain't going to do much. You know, now it was windy. I will give them that. It was windy. But you know, Cody and I, uh, the day after Christmas, went up to northern Illinois to look at yeah. a planter that he bought. Yeah. Naturally, you're driving through there, and there's all, you know the, these wind, wind farms. Mm-hmm. I, I shit you not. I bet you of all these wind farms where it just, I mean, I might have been looking at 50 windmills. I bet only mm, 
30 to 40% of those windmills were actually running. Really? And it was windy. Really? Not like windy bad, not like 50 mile an hour, but I mean, it was 15, 20 mile an hour wind. Yeah. And probably only 30% of them, 40% of them were running. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Well, it's just stupid. It's like you're forcing all this shit down our throat and then here the windmills are not even running. Yeah. But then you have a bunch of laid off coal mine workers everywhere that's like, you know, we don't have to live like this. You got a bunch of people that used to work these power plants going, we, 20 years ago, we could keep up. Uh-huh. Because coal and oil, gasoline, diesel does not care if it's negative 15 out. It burns. Mm-hmm. And it creates heat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether the sun's shining or the wind's blowing. You can always burn it. Yeah. So. Coal mines have been shutting down for a long time. They sure and have. They, you know, maybe this is this is the repercussions and people need to realize that in, in power and maybe, I don't know. It's, I don't know. You know, it doesn't sound like here in America we've had any shortage of natural gas or propane. Thank God. But just the fact we're running out of electricity. I mean, who is not going to step back and go, whoa, whoa. We are the greatest country on the face of the earth. And people on Christmas night were sitting in their cars because of rolling blackouts, which I find completely ironic. The whole reason there's rolling blackouts, like you said, is because we're switching to all this green energy. Mm -hmm. So what are people resorting to? Burning fossil fuels to stay warm in their car. Right. I just, this in this aspect, this country is going so backwards. It's unbelievable. Can't have an economy without energy. That's I, I, you know, I just sit there and I think I've said this on this podcast before. You know how pissed off I would be, how absolutely irate I would be if I'm unloading my semi with wet corn, got the leg running, the air systems blowing the, the dry corn to the right bin and everything, mm-hmm. everything's full and it just stopped. So now I'm starting out and now I'm, now I'm done. Now I got a plugged up leg mm-hmm. more than likely. Mm-hmm. I've got a plugged up pit. I mean, it just, it doesn't every, have to be like this. Everything to do whatever it takes to get you to not work. <laughs> like shut your engine off yeah. because of the yeah. the deaf system. <laughs> Speaking of shutting engines off, that new... So we've got a new car and it's got the automatic shut off at stoplights and stop signs, right? Mm-hmm. And it is the most I annoying that. feature that I have ever seen in my life. And I'm like, well, there's a button. You can turn it off. But you have to turn it off every single time you get in the car. Oh, it automatically comes back on? Yeah. It's not like you can turn it off and then you get in the car the next time and then it's off like it saves your features for next time. Um, there are two features in that car that I absolutely hate. One is the automatic shutoff and the other is this heated steering wheel that stays on. And it says, oh, your hands might be getting cold. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to turn myself back on. <laughs> it turns on automatically? I absolutely hate it. I don't like sweaty hands. Huh. And it makes my hands sweat. I'll be damned. <laughs> but no, I, so I, I get so aggravated and you drove it this week and you're like, I can't get used to I that. I can't get used to that. There's no. a delay in it and it's supposed to save gas. It's supposed to be less emissions or whatever. Right. I swear when I turn that button off, our gas, it's like a, it's like a little button that just drips gasoline out of your vehicle. <laughs> just when you shut it off to where it doesn't kill the motor when you pull up to a stoplight. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I just hope that GMC or GM Motor Corp, whoever invented all this shit, mm-hmm. I hope that they invented a new starter because as many times as that thing has got to start and stop, you know, yeah. you're, you're starting your car so many more times than what you otherwise would. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. So what do you do when you sit there and your starter goes out and you're in a red light? 
You ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I guess you call GM and say, hey. You're stuck in the middle of traffic. (laughs) That's crazy. I am not interested. I would rather take your truck and just let it run. Yep. Just let it run. Yep. We're not new to the technology world, so this is, people could have had this this feature in their vehicles for years, but we just got it. Well, it wasn't available in 2011 whenever I bought the other Yukon. No. So, Mm -mm. I mean, it's. It's not, it's not old technology by any stretch, but I, think, I don't know. Uh, stupid. Just uh, absolutely stupid. Uh-oh. Yeah. We have a California update. And they are, uh, they ain't getting any better. <laughs> <laughs> is this the article I shared with yes, you? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. And, wh- and, and let's remind everyone, mm-hmm. just in case they're a new listener, why do we do California updates? Uh, oh, I don't know. Because what starts in California <laughs> oh. goes to New York, and what goes to New York Comes winds up Illinois. in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. From notthebee.com, which is an awesome website. It's actually Babylon Bee's, like, fact. Yeah. They're kind of like sister companies. Babylon Bee's a satire website, and Not the Bee is the the factual, actual articles and stuff. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, from notthebee.com, headline, Green Ordinances Make Repairing Your Car at Your Own House Illegal in Sacramento. true it is a true thing it is a true ordinance you want to talk these farmers they'll appreciate you want to talk about the right to repair thing in john deere that Mm -hmm. this thing smokes that's ass (laughs) (laughs) the city of sacramento california dropped new ordinances that outlaw auto hobbyists and do-it-yourselfers from repairing their own vehicles in their own garages The new ordinances outlaw any repair or maintenance to any vehicle not registered to the owner of the residence. And so I guess if I'm reading that right. So if if you're okay, so (laughs) we live in California, me and you are not married. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's just say me and you are not married. Doggone. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we're just dating. Okay. Okay. Uh, I own the residence. Uh huh. You pull in in your car because. We're going to eat popcorn and watch movies tonight. Sure. Your car won't start. Yeah. It's not your residence. I guess I'm not allowed to work on it. Oh. <laughs> then I'm stuck. Then what do I do? Do I call the car manufacturer? I, I don't know. What's the law? This is just more of the all-out battle on the internal combustion engine. <laughs> so if you start digging on my car and you're like, oh, girl, I can't fix this for you. And I'm like, I thought you were a farmer. <laughs> I thought you could fix anything. Well, I am. Well, my dad can but fix it. right to repair, I don't have it. My dad can fix anything. So. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, new ordinances outlaw any repair or maintenance to any vehicle not registered to the owner of a residence and outlaw the owner of the vehicle from conducting any major or minor repair except for what can be considered maintenance like brake part replacement, minor tune-up, change of oil and filter, repair of flat tire, lubrication, and other similar operations. Hmm. Additionally, if any of these procedures require a tool that would not normally be found in a residence like a car lift, it is also illegal. Oh, man. 
these poor people that make car lifts, they just got the shaft. Because nope. I, I, I know people who are not mechanics, uh-huh. but they are do-it-yourselfers, yeah. tinker around with shit, yeah. who have maybe just in their little garage at home a car lift. What about a, you know, I'm thinking about the cherry picker that's sitting in the back, in the back of the shop right now outside. Yeah, is that legal? I don't know. Would it that wouldn't be legal? Be. It wouldn't be because considered you, regular maintenance. Yeah, you use that pull an engine. Yeah. I guess not. That's not regular maintenance. So you're not allowed to do that to your car anymore. That's crazy. You might think the ordinances were passed to keep neighborhood auto shops from popping up, but the city has other reasons for the new draconian measure. <laughs> They say... This is why it's so good. I forgot about this. (laughs) The chemicals involved in automobile repair can pollute our neighborhoods and endanger the health and well-being of our residents. It has nothing to do with making sure that, like, you're a licensed mechanic and you're insured. It has everything to do with putting chemicals in the air in California. I I mean, what chemicals are they talking about? If I'm going to change the spark plugs, the yeah. only chemical I might need, maybe, man, this is a huge, maybe, is WD-40. Ugh. Or like penetrating Well, that's oil, aerosol, like that. so definitely that's bad for the environment. Oh, that's horrible for the environment. But do you think they're not going to use the same damn thing at the actual auto dealership? Do you put antifreeze in a car? Yeah, but I mean, okay. is that a... Is, well, people kill people with that, so that's bad. Kill <laughs> raccoons with it pretty easily. <laughs> It has nothing to do with anything. Furthermore, this kind of activity increases vehicle traffic and the visual the visual impact can negatively impact property values. <laughs> so in short, the new ordinances are because of the environment, but also to keep poor people out. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and residents have already started receiving citations. The fines start at four hundred and thirty dollars. Oh my if they gosh. catch you working on your own car. Four hundred and thirty dollars. How ridiculous is this? I can't believe it. and the and I didn't print this part off. If if you get one of these four hundred and thirty dollar fines and mm-hmm. want to contest it and be like, I wasn't doing anything major. I didn't whatever you were doing. You want to contest yeah. it? They're gonna charge you seven hundred dollars just to start the battle because of the additional work that somebody in the courthouse or whatever is going to have to do because they actually have to work to address yeah that you're fighting this 430 dollars so pretty easily you're going to have 1130 dollars wrapped up in this before you even know whether or not you're going to win your case or not what about taking your rotors off like would that be well, that's what i'm saying basic maintenance and who is policing this right well, your neighbors, they're turning they're turning. You're probably their na- right. Your damn liberal right. Democrat yep. neighbors. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be changing their oil. They, Look, they made a couple drops on the sidewalk and Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. So, whatever, but there's your California. What the hell's this? Well, this is California again. Do you have another update? I think I do. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh golly. <laughs> <laughs> They're out. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Your second California update. And once again, why do we do this, Jessica? Because it'll eventually end up in Illinois. But how? By going, starting in California, then going to New York, and then showing up in Illinois. That's right. So with your second, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with California segment? From our daily, our friends over at the Daily Mail. EV Skid Row, how LA's Electric Avenue has become overrun with homeless 
and drivers are too intimidated to charge their $60,000 cars at sidewalk stations. <laughs> oh, it would be so much funnier if I didn't feel sorry for all those people. Like, I feel really sorry for them. So basically, they, basically what they have, and I saw a picture of it, I'll describe it to you guys. It's basically like this long, long place where it's nothing but electric vehicle chargers. And anybody and everybody can just pull their EV up and put money in it and charge, right? Yeah. There are homeless people camped out are everywhere around these chargers, like yeah. below it, beside it, in front of it. Like, it, it, it just, you, I don't... It, it, it just looks like a, a homeless park is what it looks like mm -hmm. with a bunch of electric vehicle chargers. In the story, it says a conservative commentator has warned electric vehicle drivers in Los Angeles that charging stations for their $60,000 cars are littered with homeless encampments. When you live in Los Angeles, it's better to have a charging station at home for that $60,000 electric vehicle. <laughs> you know why they're doing this, don't you? No. Think about why the homeless might migrate towards a charging station. Well, because they set up shop there. Because they might get a like some cash or something. There out of you it. go. Yeah. These homeless people aren't stupid. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they know that mostly, not all, but mostly rich people are people with a few more dollars in their back pocket than what others do. You know, they have EVs. So if you want money, you got to go where the money's at. And what better place to solicit money where a bunch of rich people hang out? Yeah, EVs. You know what? I'm not and used to that. I, I, I'm not used to acronyms yet. I'm EVs, sorry. EVs, electric vehicles. I know that, okay, but I'm, I'm just, just saying sure. EVs. I'm like, ugh. But anyway. How, how stupid is that? And I bet you anything that there's probably not a politician anywhere in Los Angeles, Democrat politician, mind you, that can figure out why those homeless people are hanging around the charging stations. You don't think that they nope. know that? Nope. You because really whenever I was think... reading... You really think that they just, they're like, oh, this is just where we live now. And this is, this is kind of how it happened. Like that there's, I, a, you think there's zero connection. I, I, I maybe do you zero think AOC would figure that out. I mean, she's not from California. I think that she would know. I, I think, think she, she would, would know after somebody stupid. told her. I think she'd play stupid. No, I don't think she could figure it out on her own. But remember the saying that you've said millions of times, I, millions, but um, you, you say these people are evil they're not, not stupid. stupid yeah that's, that's true what, i mean i think that they would play stupid yeah and never admit it but you know you get a hot mic on you might catch the actual truth true very true <laughs> but so. there you know th this is just another deal where i could have printed out this whole article but you know what this whole article this article didn't turn into this story about the evs and the homeless people mm -hmm. it turned it they got rid of the evs part of it and all they did was talk about homeless people in la for the rest of the story and this new mayor Mm -hmm. who just got elected and is being seated, wants to lease hotel rooms, build these homeless people free houses, pay their rent. What? And that's the problem, uh, according to her. Oh. And that's her idea of the way to get them away from these charging stations. You know what? I'm just going to make a statement. We sure could have built a lot of homes and paid for a lot of hotel rooms for these homeless people with all that money we sent to Ukraine. Damn right. We could have. You know, that I mean, was, that's our money. Going, going back to our discussion about the speakership. Yeah. Tony Reed, Growing Corn 2020, the, the uh, straightforward farming podcast, if you're not listening, him and Nick yeah. do a great job. He said something to me the other day. He doesn't was, vote. Right? Doesn't matter. But he said something that was <laughs> spot on, 100% truth. He said, I hope they don't ever find a speaker. 
I hope this is, stays like this for the next two years, ten years, twenty years, because if we don't Stop have a spending, if yeah. if we don't have a speaker, we can't operate the house, the U.S. Uh, House of Representatives. If you can't operate the U.S. House of Representatives, they can't spend our money. It's so true. It is absolutely true. I agree with that. Yeah, but, it's a good job, Tony. Yeah. Yep. For a non-voter, that sure sounded intelligent. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh! I just gave everybody do, do you, a hard time. Otherwise, do you think that he's not intelligent? <laughs> I'm just Putting giving him a spot. hard time. And you know Carolyn listens every week. You think so? <laughs> she told me she did. She's laughing right now with oh, me yeah, going, yeah. oh, that was a good one. Can't Tony, wait to tell Tony about that. Tony's a damn smart guy. <laughs> I disagree no, with him. he is smart. I disagree with him about the way that he thinks about voting, but yes. you know what? That's, it's okay. It's, it's okay can, to we disagree. Can disagree and be friends. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That was kind of a jab, though. It was a real jab, actually. Oh, boy. Exactly. So, uh, moving on here. This is a tough one. Mm. And uh, it'll be be fun to talk about. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But it's a tough one to read here. Uh, So, let me preface this by, I found this article on a website, once again, not the Daily Skeptic, Mm -hmm. but this one's called newspunch.com. Hmm. You know, whenever you see stuff like these that just don't get much publicity, you're like, I don't know whether or not to trust any of that. I don't mm-hmm. even know whether I want to bring it on the program. Sure. But the reason I found it was there is a uh, a Twitter page that I follow called Died Suddenly. Okay? And basically, they're what they're doing is chronicling people who in the last couple of years have just been keeling over dead. Are you holding your hand up like you want to talk? Yeah. Go ahead. For for the conspiracy theories that are there with me, which I I do have a lot of support. <laughs> Don't be apologetic. Own it. We've been <laughs> we've been following hashtag died suddenly for a very long time. So just FYI. So that's where I found the link to this article. Mm-hmm. I didn't just go out looking for news where anybody yeah like the Weekly World News could make it up or National Enquirer. Sure. I mean sure. I. I think this is a legit story. In, in fact, died suddenly has been trending on Twitter since the in, the incident last Monday with Demar Hamlin and mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. Twitty, trending quite a few times. So, so I've noticed that from newspunch.com. Baby dies of blood clots after hospital performs performs vaxed blood transfusion against parents wishes did you hear about this i think you and i spoke about this yeah a newborn baby who was given a blood transfusion using vaccinated blood after the hospital quote-unquote lost the unvaccinated blood specially donated by a member of the family's church has died of huge blood clots Baby Alex was born in Washington State with a 95% survivable congenital heart defect and was also anemic and needed needed a blood transfusion. In 2021, the baby's parents had a close family friend die of a heart attack shortly after she received her COVID-19 vaccine. By all accounts, their friend was healthy and her death caused them to question the official narrative about the safety of of the experimental mRNA vaccine because of their experience with their family friend. They wanted to make sure baby Alex received pure unvaccinated blood for his transfusion. So they found a match through a member at their church and paid to have the proper protocol in place for Alex to receive that donors unvaccinated blood. Uh, 
However, when it came time for the hospital to initiate the transfusion, the doctors and nurses claimed they were unable to locate the unvaccinated donor's blood that had been carefully procured by Alex's parents. So without the parents' consent, they took the blood, they took blood from the general stockpile at the hospital. The doctors and nurses assured the parents that baby Alex would be fine and told them babies rarely, if ever, get blood clots. Next page. Shortly after the transfusion, baby Alex developed a large blood clot. The blood clot ran from his knee all the way up to his heart. The hospital changed their tune, saying babies get blood clots all the time, and this was normal. Baby Alex was put on the highest dose of blood thinners possible for his age and size, but the blood clot didn't dissipate at all. Just 12 days later, baby Alex sadly passed away as a result of the large blood clot. There is nothing at all wrong asking questions about these damn vaccines that are not vaccines. These, whatever you want to call it, there's nothing wrong with being skeptical about your healthcare providers whenever out of one side of their mouth, they say babies never get blood clots, so you don't worry about anything. And then change their tune and say, they get ba- babies get blood clots all the time. And why is, why is this story significant? It goes hand in hand with this DeMar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Did you? I mean, did you? See, obviously, you didn't see the game in live, and I wasn't watching the game live. As a matter of fact, the way I even found out it happened, I was watching some other show, and Tony texted me and said, dude, did you just see this guy fall over on Monday Night Football? Because he saw a TikTok about it, like, mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever I went and I looked it all up. Did you see him? Yeah. You you mm-hmm. saw like, so. I think what saved his life is they, they got a defibrillator down there immediately. What saved his life know. is the people around them yeah. that mm-hmm. had the equipment they needed to keep him alive. He mm-hmm. Otherwise, he was a dead man. Yeah. Cardiac arrest is nothing to, to mess around with at 24 years old, especially. But I mean. So as you, as you well can imagine, it's on Twitter and mm-hmm. just everywhere. Talk shows, everything. Mm-hmm. This question that we're not allowed to ask, and you're looked to, you're looked at as an idiot, as a conspiracy yeah. theorist, as somebody that's completely off their rocker. Mm-hmm. The questions that me and you have been asking now for a year, mm-hmm. well, longer than that, but documenting like verbally for a year, yeah, yeah. And, and, and and bringing it to light on this program, yeah. Well, now people are going to have to start asking questions because I mean, I never even thought about vaccinated blood. And a blood transfusion. And I did some more research. And you know what I found? All your dumbass PolitiFact and these factchecker.org and all this stuff, they're all saying this is false. It's totally false. You know what that tells me? It's true. Yeah. Because they're always lying to you. Mm-hmm. Always. Everything two years ago that they said was false now true. is true. Yeah. yeah. And they're saying this is false. It's true. Yeah. I guarantee you this poor child died because of blood clots. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Did it have something to do with the vaccine? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. And now that Damar, Damar Hamlin for the the Buffalo Bills fell over the other night, I want that's that's instantly where my mind went. Absolutely. 
Well, I have I have been watching, you know, documentaries, people, secondary news sources talking about people and um, what's happening to their bodies. People just passing out after, you know, and not not getting back up 12 hours, 24 hours, just falling over. And the most surprising things that I've seen are the athletes that just fall over the middle the news anchors that are on air that just fall over, just you know, fall down, fall over at the queen's funeral. There was a guard that just fell over. It's just like people are dropping like flies. And you know, there's like one weird looking glimpse of the fainting of the person falling over. And then you don't hear anything else about it. Why? Because it's wiped away from the mainstream media. Right. Some person grabbed that screenshot or video and then they've compiled. It is awful that they're not covering any of this and just calling us stupid. Yeah. And whenever, actually I went to Twitter to see how his health was doing because I was so concerned. I, I said a prayer for him and, um, I continue to look and look and it, there was such an argument on Twitter. How dare you make this political? That's it's not political. It's asking a good damn question. How dare you even question if this had anything to do with the vaccine. That is a legit question. And people were just being, they were being demonized just because they were asking the question, is he vaxxed? Well, I can guarantee you something. His name wasn't all over the news. We didn't know who he was until Monday Night Football and because we're not like avid football statistic people. But he, we didn't know his new name because he didn't he didn't stand out and say, no, I'm not going to take the vax because I, I, I have yeah. an exemption. He's not like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right. Or that, um, and I, I, to Kyrie, this day. Kyrie Irving in the NBA, like he was all over Kyrie. the new, yeah. Kyrie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we knew their names because they were the standouts. Right. We didn't know this guy's name. So guaranteed he was vaccinated well, because the- NFL had a mandate. You have to be vaccinated to play travel and otherwise. Or otherwise they're going to test the living shit out of you. That was, that was how Aaron Rodgers got to play. Because, yeah, you could test me four times a game. But whatever. he's also Aaron Rodgers, so That's true. Whatever. That's true. I he mean, brings in a lot of money for the NFL. Yeah. But, so. hell, just – so this happened with DeMar Hamlin on Monday Night Football. I just read an article this morning, and I cannot remember what this tennis player's name is. But just read the article this morning – this morning, yesterday morning. This top-ranked tennis, tennis player is not allowed to play in the U.S. Open because he just refuses to get the vaccine. He's like, I'm not doing it. Did you – you people are lying to people, and I'm not going to get it just to, just to be able to play tennis. He was, de- I, if it's the same person I'm thinking of, he was denied access into Australia to play in the that, world. That also. as well. But yeah, I think okay. now he's allowed to play in Australia. Maybe. But he's still not allowed to play in America. Well, because Biden extended the, the vaccine ma- or vaccine and testing mandates coming into the country for non-citizens. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. In the last few few weeks, maybe. I don't know. He's extended that. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, well, you've got illegals coming across our border in droves and none of them are tested and we're not denying them any health care. So, what? oh, I know. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I know. We could go back down that whole path. Of yeah. Mandates but this poor baby. And I'm thinking as a mom, if that was my baby, what would I do? I would be sitting there with and it was demanded that Alden had some sort of <clears throat> he needed blood. Do you know that if we didn't have the same blood type, I would be with that bag of blood no matter what. I would be there with him making sure. That would be sure. your nuclear because football. if yep. that happens to my son, that it's not, I'm not going to allow that to happen and I don't trust you. I have the right to make sure. Yeah. Because I'm his parent. That's right. They're not his parent. That's right. But that's, you know, that's, that's one of these things that I never thought about. People, given, no. giving blood is a noble thing. It's a great thing to do to help people. <clears throat> but now with this... 
it's like, huh? Well, this is there's there's a dynamic I've never thought about. Back in the day, and I say this back in the day, I mean, whenever the the mandate started coming out, the vaccines were more accessible to people. It wasn't just quote the essential workers allowed to get them anymore. The general public was allowed to get them. There was a story out in a quote rumor that um, the Red Cross was not accepting vaccinated blood. Well, obviously they are. Yeah. You know, to, for blood banks. Right. And how do you know now? Like, well, how do you know if it's vaccinated or unvaccinated? Do you think that they label it? No, no. I, I read articles. They don't pay any attention. Really? They don't pay. It's, it's blood. Just whatever type it is. <clears throat> and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I read. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But anyway, so things like this are happening. And then this DeMar Hamlin thing happened. And I there might be a little bit it it might be starting to be okay to ask questions now and here's why i say this here is tucker carlson from earlier this week so as we've said multiple times and it's worth saying because it's a sign of respect for the man tonight in the hospital we don't know exactly why demar hamlin collapsed last night but at the same time there are concerns about cases like this young athletes collapsing on the field of heart problems. And there has been a dramatic increase in this. You're not imagining it. So what is this? Cardiologist Peter McCullough and researcher Pangus Polycritus looked into this trend in Europe, European sports leagues. They found that prior to COVID and the COVID-19 vaccines, there were roughly 29 cardiac arrests in those European sports leagues per year. Since the vax campaign began, there have been more than 1,500 total cardiac arrests in those leagues and two-thirds of those were fatal. Does that prove something? We don't know. But you should know that. Dr. Peter McCullough. So I didn't record Dr. Peter McCullough coming on. Okay. But just the fact they're asking the question, that's a good thing. Yep. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That now it's like, it's starting to, as, as has happened through this whole damn thing, we conspiracy theorists, two years ago are turning out to be right. But it takes stuff like this to finally get some, I mean, somebody with more clout than what we've got mm-hmm. on our, you know, being keyboard warriors on Twitter and Facebook. Some major news outlet has now started to ask the question. And I, I can't help but to think there's probably a link. Why the hell does this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, like the national football league, those players are no joke. Those are hired employees. They're physical machines. Their owners, GMs, and coaches know 100% about their physical well-being because they need to know that to decide how much they're going to pay them and make sure they're not going to lose money on a deal or at least try to minimize risk. And this guy would have been a, you know he was healthy as a horse. For God's sake, he was a defensive back. I mean, there's probably not an ounce of fat on that guy's body. Mm. And it just, it's odd. And it just looked, it, it flat ass looked scary. You know, there's people on Twitter saying, man, that was a hard hit. I'm like, that was, that not, was a not a hard, hard hit. hit. It's not like you heard it on the microphones. No. <laughs> you know, like you do hear hard hits or you see them. You're like, oh, oh you feel yeah. it. Yeah. Like Marvin Harrison Jr. in the playoff game at Ohio State the other night at the back of the end zone. That was a hard hit. You know, one of those where they fall down and they kind of, their arms kind of freeze mm-hmm. and they're like, 
you know, just stop and then they kind of come back to and get back up. Those are hard hits. What happened to this guy was not a hard hit. It was a hit. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a hard hit. Yeah, and then they blamed it on some kind of syndrome that like happens to teenagers yeah comeo something i don't even yeah. remember how what that was called but there were still people riding that horse oh, yeah. later this week oh, after yeah. they said after the nfl and the buffalo bills came out and said no he had cardiac cardiac arrest is what happened and they still said well this is the reason why and fox fox news actually had somebody in there confirming yes this is, this is what it was cardio yeah. whatever and dr yeah. peter mccullough he's like i easy now he goes i'm not saying it was the mrna vaccine but i am saying people who have keeled over it can more than likely be attributed to the mrna vaccine yeah in fact he shared an article uh not to it was sometime this week i was looking at it and he said that professional athletes actually have a 29 percent higher chance of going into cardiac arrest or having some sort of um myocarditis or pericarditis which is like inflammation of right. maybe the membrane or the actual heart um itself and it has something to do with adrenaline too Mm-hmm. is what he said mm-hmm. and i don't know the ins and outs of it i'm not a cardiologist <clears throat> but i am going to listen to people who were at the top of their game before covid and then have been who got banned from twitter which he's back now peter dr mccall, dr. McCall is, is. Yes. so mm-hmm. is robert malone i've been listening to him ever since he started getting banned whenever he started saying you've got to listen to me i am telling you the truth and now they're coming after my medical license they're coming after everything that i have they've they've released me of my jobs he it's just nuts whenever he started going under attack. Yeah. It was crazy. Yep. So that's when I started opening my eyes to, okay, what's this doctor saying? Yeah. He's like the most, the most um, quoted doctor in the world, I yeah. believe, because of his research. And like studies. I said, before COVID, he mm-hmm. was the man when it yeah. came to cardiology. Mm-hmm. The man mm-hmm. in one of the most respected in the entire world. Mm-hmm. But then whenever he didn't fall into the narrative that the United States government, CDC, WHO was all pushing, he became banished. And then Mm -hmm. Twitter, which Jess told me, we need to go over the Twitter files. I haven't even began to try to go over that. That's a lot of information. It is a lot of information. Yep. But the way our government was in cahoots with Twitter Mm -hmm. and probably still is with Facebook. Guaranteed. And YouTube. Guaranteed. It... (laughs) There shouldn't be Google. a there shouldn't be a person on the face of this country that, that should trust your government at all. Yeah, it's been my argument about the whole TikTok argument. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> why why should I be worried that TikTok is spying on me? My my government spying on mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about TikTok. If TikTok wants to know I got two chicken tenders and a chocolate milk for lunch, hey, knock yourself out. Yeah. Look at my credit card statements. What are they going to show you? That I get a lot of gas and diesel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? What else are we spending our money on? I don't know. Taxes. <laughs> taxes to the U.S. government, to the state government, you know. Right. Pretty much. We donate our money sometimes to certain organizations. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I think that the Twitter files are major. I think it's a... It's a uh, plan being thought out uh and being executed um i feel like i feel like something's happening behind the scenes because they were supposed to release fauci files files this last week week. Mm -hmm. and they haven't done it and it's sunday today is sunday and they haven't they haven't done it how much you want to bet that somebody's trying to strong arm either elon some government official 
Yeah. Trying to strong arm Elon, trying to strong arm one of his employees. And it'd be like, if you let this out, Mm -hmm. we will have a bounty on your head. You know what I think is so funny? What? (laughs) Elon was like person of the year last year for Time Magazine. (laughs) (laughs) and now they're doing nothing but attacking him and teslas are terrible things starlink i don't trust them (laughs) you know like all kinds of whatever elon is in satellite phones no verizon's the way to go yeah whatever time magazine the same time magazine that doesn't send out a magazine anymore it's only Mm. an online publication that you probably pay outrageous subscriptions to. and yet another one that nobody looks at yeah i mean see who's on the cover i don't know whatever yeah it doesn't make any sense well, I think it's real funny though. Like, that's yeah, I- irony in itself. I hate that for that those parents, and I hope that they get justice for their baby. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, that's terrible, and it's terrible that happened to this guy. And maybe it wasn't the vaccine that. Yeah, caused and I'm it not and- saying it was, but I tell you what changed. What changed in the past year? What the- changed? Why suddenly are all these athletes dying? Mm-hmm. The vaccine. Well, and and to bring up there well, was but- that. The vaccine, that's what's changed. That's the change. I'm not saying yeah. that's what's caused it, but I, I mean, any detective would go, well, that's the one thing that's changed. But in the 80s is the last time somebody dropped down on the field in the middle of a game. It was in the 80s. I don't know what year it was, but it was 80s. And I think that he suffered some kind of cardiac event on the field and he passed away. But then three days after this happened to Hamlin, there was a, a former NFL player who dropped in his wife's home or yeah. in some one of Died their homes suddenly. or what? Yeah, he yeah he just dropped. He was thirty eight years old. Yep, former NFL player. The irony of that was he he was a super duper outspoken loud about Provax. It, yep, anybody that doesn't get a vaccine needs yeah. to go to jail. That's mm-hmm. the way he was. And yeah. well, look where you're at. Yeah. Look where I'm at, pal. I don't mean to be an asshole about it, but I'm just telling you. Look where you're at and look where I'm at. You know what? I just hope that happens. And in this instance, I hope it opens up people's eyes to the possibility that they've been lied to and the mass formation psychosis that Dr. Malone calls it that so many people have been under. Like a super, super thick wool has is over these people's eyes. Yeah. And they're just like, we're doing it for the family. We're doing it so that we don't kill grandma. We're doing it because it's what Fauci told us to do. And, you know, this is what we're doing. It The greater good of our country and our fellowship and our man and the community and this and that. I'm doing my part. Now I'm going to get my kids vaccinated because I'm doing my part. And when it blows my mind how many people just have fallen in line with with that well, and once again, as I've said many, many times, if a person wants to get vaccinated, go for it. But why isn't this information out there for you to weigh before you go get the vaccine? I have an answer for that because it was censored by the American government to the I, American people. I know. I asked that rhetorically. Well, <laughs> I, I wasn't looking for an answer. I, I mean, that's what people need to be thinking. It made me feel dumb just then. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> didn't mean to do it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel stupid. But at the same time, well, the, these Twitter files that are coming out, the the ones that they're releasing are proof proof that elections have been tampered with. Um, Twitter was such a, a firestorm during the 2020 election, and they were censoring all kinds of things. They were only putting out false information. They were fact check, checking and censoring everything that was true 
from the other side, from the right side. Mm-hmm. So then there was no audience for the right side. Oh, yeah. Like Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. Totally suppressed. They did not allow it. And that was it. on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I think like 30% of Democrats said that they wouldn't have voted for Biden had they known about what was on this laptop. Right. Uh-huh. So. Oh, well. And those Biden files will probably be, be released at some point. I've got a few more stories, but you we've do? already been going for an hour and a half. Okay. And uh, we'll be here Friday, so. Yeah. Because we're going to get back on it just like we have been. Maybe not every Friday, but once a week anyway. We're going to get a plan together. Yeah, we're going to try to get Stick back to at it. it. So, anyway, anything else you want to add here? No, I think I've come up with another uh, resolution for me. What's that? I'm going to be a better housekeeper this year. <laughs> That's a resolution we could all work on. I could, I could, I could stand to vacuum a little bit more than I than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I strive. So Jeremy from Panama has a wife named Julie from from Panama City, and um, <laughs> Jeremy and Julie from Panama City. <laughs> yes. And um, I, I absolutely love her organization, and I envy that. And there's no part of me, or my mother, or my sisters that have any part of us that are anything like <laughs> Julie from Panama City. <laughs> and so that is what I am. I'm going to strive to be. Right. Right. I actually told her that whenever we saw her this last week. Yeah, we so. got to see old Jeremy yeah. from Panama City over yeah. the holiday. It was great. It was good. It was good. Always fun. Maybe we'll have to have an interview with him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we can at some point. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, I think we're going to call it a day right there. What do you say? Sounds good. You like it? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for uh, hanging in there with us. I assume you're all still here, being that we've been kind of lackluster on getting shows out. We appreciate you and your emails. Yep. Keep the emails coming. Of course, you d- you did. I mean, we still mm-hmm. got plenty of them. Yeah. But uh, we're going to try to get better. We're going to try to do better here. And 2023 is going to be a good year. I just know it is. I don't know why I know it is. I just know it is. So, anyway, is Leah Thomas still a boy? He sure st- William, yes, is. William is still a boy. He's still a boy. Right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> so how do we always end the show, man? Leah Thomas is still a boy. Jesus Christ is our Jesus king. Christ is yeah. still our king. Yeah. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. That's right. All right, folks, we're going to get out of here. We will see you Friday. God bless. Adios.